Everybody, I am Sean Graham Scott, not alongside. He's off getting his Taylor Swift shirt re-glittered to celebrate the release of her new album. We're here with a bit of a news update while he's off doing that. It has been a newsy few days in the world of curling. Wanted to give a bit of an update on some of the issues that we have been talking about. And first and foremost, the big news of the past couple of days is that Jeff Plush is out as the CEO of USA Curling. He resigned on Friday following weeks of rather intense criticism from members and players in the United States. Uh, and this goes along with uh, the issues with GNCC. So if you missed it, uh, Good for you for not having had to sit through what happened at the members' assembly last Friday night, as it was a long meeting and, and something unlike I had ever seen before. And I didn't sit through or, or watch the entire members' assembly at USA Curling, but it was available uh, on YouTube for anybody who wanted to watch it. So I watched about an hour of it, and it was it was tough to watch. I watched a lot of the part where members were debating whether or not GNCC should be expelled from the organization. And there, there was something off about it to me. It didn't feel like the members who were speaking were really being heard. At one point, one of the members who supported the expulsion of GNCC from USA Curling moved to end the debate and that was passed. And so they ended the debate, did a vote and GNCC is no longer officially part of USA curling. Uh, there was a, a bit of a discussion afterwards. Multiple people talked about their lack of confidence in Jeff plush. And then the meeting just ended and there were still hands up in the zoom, but it, it just ended. So it was a very strange members assembly and coming out of that, there were people who were very upset with how it went and what the future of the organization looked like. Then, less than a week later, just under a week later, we get news that Jeff Plush had resigned from USA Curling. So the official statement from USA Curling that was released on Friday, that's the 28th of October, just said that USA Curling, uh, the board of directors, unanimous, unanimously accepted Jeff Plush's resignation. It goes on to say, quote, USA Curling recognizes that we are a membership organization with equal accountability to all our constituents, including recreational curlers, curling club leaders, coaches, fans of the game, athletes with competitive aspirations, and national team members. As the national governing body for the sport, we also work closely with and are grateful for the support of the USOPC, our sponsors and partners, and the World Curling Federation. Our steadfast commitment to the curling community has not changed, but in recent months, our relationship with this community has been damaged. We have not communicated effectively, and some believe we have not listened. There has been anger, frustration, and confusion. We see you, we hear you, we care about you. 
Our priority is to rebuild trust. To start that process, today we lead with action. And then they go on to note that Dean Gemmel has been appointed the interim CEO of USA Curling. That's a name that most of you are probably somewhat familiar with, at the very least. Uh, he's played, he's been a national champion in the United States. He's been involved at the club level and at the high performance level. So he uh, will be the new voice, the new person leading USA Curling, at least on the interim basis. USA Curling also announced in their release that the Safe Sport claims will now be assigned to Sporting Director Katie Baker as well as Dean Gemmel. These are temporary and there will be a committee that will make further recommendations as well as review past reporting. This, of course, comes on the heels of Jeff Plush and the Yates report noting that he did not take full action to protect players when issues were brought to his attention. The statement goes on to note that, quote, we cannot possibly address all the issues of concern in a single statement. There is more to come. The board has met several times this week and will be meeting again tonight to discuss further actions. Dean, who just learned of his appointment, is reaching out to staff, sponsors, partners, and other stakeholders. We look forward to him sharing his vision for the organization with the members in the coming weeks. We will see what comes of all of this. I think part of the turning point for USA Curling could have been that both Goldline and Hardline put out statements this week criticizing the organization, noting, I believe it was Goldline's case, that they ended their relationship with USA Curling. So when you start to get into the sponsor level, that's when, and it's unfortunate this is the reality, but that's when organizations start to take notice. But whether or not that was ultimately what turned the tide, I don't know. All we know is that Jeff Plush resigned and that resignation was accepted. The DEI task force put out a statement not long after it was announced that Jeff Plush had resigned, saying, quote, Dear Curling community, thank you for everything you have done over the past few weeks. We've seen all of the statements you've made on behalf of yourself, your clubs, and our community. We admire the organizing you've done and all the work you've invested to support the effort for transparency and safety in our sport in the wake of the EH report. We are encouraged to hear that Jeff Plush, CEO of USA Curling, has resigned. We look forward to working with everyone and interim CEO Dean Gemmel to restore trust in our national governing body. The work continues. And I think it's that last part that is important to remember that this is not the end for USA Curling. This is a step along the way. Because the silence from the organization, the unwillingness to put forth whatever internal investigation they had into Jeff Plush and his actions when he was the NWSL commissioner, that is an issue that remains. And so seeing where the organization goes from this, that will be important to see. So this isn't the end by any means, but this is a step in the process. So we'll have to see where things go for USA Curling and whether or not they can rebuild that trust with their members and the curling community in the United States. But uh, it certainly is a step in the right direction. So that is the news on that front coming out of the United States. A couple other news items that we wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, over the weekend, of course, we had the Grand Slam victories for Rachel Holman over Carrie Anderson on the women's tier one side and on the men's tier one side, Nicholas Dean beat Matt Dunstone, except Nicholas Dean did not 
beat Matt Dunstone because Nicholas Zedin was injured prior to the semifinal on Saturday night as he was getting into the hack. He injured his knee, which was hilariously referred to as a lower body injury for some reason. <laughs> when we could all see, the trainer was working on his knee. And also, this isn't hockey or football where an opponent is going to potentially target an injured body part. Although, it'd be interesting to see how that could be done. I'm not advocating for it. I'd be just curious how you would even do it. So Nicholas Adin did not play in either the semifinal or the final. They did play with three with Oscar Erickson throwing the last stones. Interesting to me, at least, that Christopher Sundgren was holding the broom and calling line for Oscar Erickson, not Rasmus Rana. That could be related to Christopher Sundgren. He had surgery over the summer to heal a hip injury that he had. So having him not sweep a little bit could have helped uh, in that regard. Uh, but I found that a somewhat interesting choice uh, to have Sundgren in the house, but it worked for them. So Team Nicholas Adin gets the victory there. What I think is really interesting about this, though, is there's this narrative out there that Nick Adin can't win Grand Slams and that the World Championships or his status is somewhat compromised by his record in the Grand Slams, which isn't great for somebody as good as him and for as good as they are. And now they've won this one without Nicodine playing. So I wonder if those individuals who feel like the world championships are compromised by the record in the grand slams are going to be emboldened now and say, well, see, <laughs> they don't even need him. Like, I'm just curious to see what the reaction will be from those individuals. Hopefully it's not sort of too bad, but that is something that came uh, that came to mind watching that game last Sunday as Nicodine was on the sidelines. But more importantly than the narrative, though, is Nicodine's health uh, as of recording this. I have not heard anything about how he is doing. The team hasn't tweeted anything since their victory. So we will see. We'll certainly find out at the Euros coming up later in November uh, if Nicodine is playing or not. Uh, that's the next big event for them. So we'll have to see whether or not he's good to go for the European Championship. And speaking of Continental Championships, we are coming up on the first Japan Continental Curling Championship that is kicking off on Monday, Halloween, in Calgary. This is the first edition of this event. It is replacing both the Pacific Asia Curling Championship and the America's Challenge. So we have all the teams from the Americas as well as the Pacific Asian teams that are competing. There is an A and a B draw for this. So it works very similar to the Euros, just minus the C division. It's only A and B here. And we do have uneven fields uh, in terms of the numbers, men's versus women's, in both the B and the A. And that's uh, for a couple different reasons. On the B side, it's just there's more men's teams who have put in teams to the competition. And on the A side, you have one extra women's team in the field. As Australia, that would have been in the Pacific Asia Curling Championship last year, could not attend back in 2021. So they did get the spot on the women's side. So you have nine women's teams to the field of eight on the men's side for the A. So you do have the uneven fields, but that's sort of a, just a product of the circumstances, at least in the A division, and just the number of teams who put in on the B division. This, 
as I said, is going to work a lot like the European Championship. It is the qualifier for the Worlds. On the men's side, the top four teams, other than Canada, will qualify for the Men's World Curling Championship. Canada gets the auto spot because it is going to be in Ottawa in April. So Canada is automatically in as the host. So the other four teams are in. Whoever finishes last in the A division will be relegated down to B for next year. And the top finisher, whoever wins the B division, will get that promotion up to A for 2023. On the women's side, because they have the extra team, the bottom two finishers will be relegated to B and the top B division team will be promoted up to A for next season. And because the host country of the 2023 World Championship is not in the field here, the top five women's teams in A will qualify for the World Championship that is going to be held in Sweden. So we'll run through the teams really quick. You have Guyana, skipped by Rayad Hussein. Hong Kong, represented by our friend Jason Chang. India, skipped by P.N. Raju. Kazakhstan, led by Adil Zumagoza. Oliver Achenji, skips Kenya. Harold Woods, who has appeared on Rocks Across the Pond, skips the Nigerian side. Qatar, skipped by Abdul Rahman Mozan. And Alistair Fife and his Saudi Arabian squad rounds out the field on the men's side for B. On the women's B side, smaller field, as I said. Only four teams here with Heidi Lin leading Chinese Taipei. Mercy Nagovi skips the Kenyan side. Adriana Camarena is going to throw the final stones for the Mexican team. And finally, Nigeria skipped by Antiqua Washington. So those are the four women's teams in the B-side who will be competing to get up to A next year. And then on the A-side, eight teams in the men's field. First off is Australia with Jay Merchant. He's going to be throwing the last stones. Dean Hewitt is going to be calling the games. Dean Hewitt, a familiar name to a lot of folks out there. So it'll be fun to see him. Brazil. Marcelo Cabral de Mello. Uh, we've seen him at a variety of events, America's Challenge. So this is uh, going to be obviously a new event for him, but he is a name that you might have come across in past years. Canada is going to be led by defending Briar champion Brad Gushu. Chinese Taipei will be skipped by Randolph Shen. Japan, Japan will have Yanagisawa Riku throwing the final stones, calling the game. And Jiang Byung-jin will be doing the same for the Koreans. New Zealand, skipped by Anton Hood. And finally, Corey Dropkin and his Young Bucks team coming off a Tier 2 victory at that Grand Slam last weekend will be representing the United States. On the women's side, as I mentioned, nine teams in the field here. Top five getting to the World Championship Start with Australia, the team that could not participate last year, 2021, at the Pacific Asian Curling Championship. Jennifer Westhagen leads the team into Calgary. Brazil, skipped by Isis Oliveira. Carrie Anderson and her defending Scotty champion team, having just lost the final of that Grand Slam to Rachel Holman. They'll be representing Canada, another friend of the show. Ling Yu Hung is skipping the Hong Kong team. I can speak to Lin's skill and ability as a player. She's beaten me 
uh, multiple times before. So it'll be fun to see Ling out there. Fujisawa Satsuke is the Japanese representative. Angelina Ibauer is going to be skipping the Kazakhstan side. Ha Sung Yun is representing Korea. The New Zealand team is skipped by Jessica Smith. And finally, Tabitha Peterson and her squad is going to represent the United States. So those are the nine teams. Five spots available for the World Championship and the bottom team going down to B. All right. And so with that, it is picks time. But since Scott is not here, our mom is here. Hi, mom. Hi, Sean. All right. So you've heard this before, how we do the picks for these events. It's like the Euros. This might be part of our bad beer bet with Jonathan and Ryan. We're not sure. We're not sure yet. (laughs) But for this event, I want you to pick. And these are representing Scott, too. These are Scott's picks because he's not here. We'll find out how good these picks are which of your two sons are your favorite that'll this will be the deciding factor so uh, we'll start with the women's side yes in the a five teams to get the world championship burst out of this event very good canada yep japan big uh, fujisawa fan big fujisawa fan absolutely uh the united states with tabitha peterson two more Let's go with Kazakhstan. Ooh, a little off the board pick. I like that bit of an upset. I like that. Yeah. 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 And let's try New Zealand. And New Zealand. Okay. Wow. Going uh, going a bit crazy. An upset filled round there. You don't have Korea. I don't have Korea. I just have not a good feeling about them right now. So, uh, so again, Canada, Japan, the United States, Kazakhstan, and New Zealand. Correct. Uh, those are representing Scott. So for me, I'm going to agree with you on at least the first three, Canada, Japan, and the USA, for sure. Right. I'm going to go with Korea. I think just the country's uh, acumen, specifically on the women's side. There's a lot of really good women's Korean teams. True. So... I'm going to put Korea through. And I, I think the battle is for the fifth spot when yeah. I look at this field. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go fully biased. And I'm going to go with Hong Kong and Ling uh, because she's local to us, played against her. So I'm going with the Hong Kong side to get through Perfect. on the women's uh, f- that fifth spot. So I'm going Canada, Japan, USA, and Korea. So on the men's side, we only have four. Right. Going through to the world championship. Canada is like the center box in a game of bingo. It is free therein. Uh, oh, sorry. No, before we do that, though. Yes. Who gets relegated? Let's make a country mad. Ooh. Okay. Yikes. In the women, on the women's side, right? Yeah, on the women's side. Okay. Out of those nine, who finishes last? Absolutely last. I would go with Brazil. And I'm going to agree with you. I think it's Brazil as well. Uh, nothing against Team Oliveira, but, uh, you know, I, I think it'll be in probably an 0 and 8 for whoever goes. Whoever right? gets so, relegated. Yeah, yes. so it'll be yeah. sort of a series of games. Mm-hmm. Like if it's whether it's Brazil, with all due respect to Kazakhstan, 
maybe it's that's the game potentially that is the decider. I don't know, uh, but we'll have to see uh, certainly how the teams stack up. But I think schedule will be an issue here too. Uh, you know, right. when do you play some of those teams who are lower ranked in the world rankings? Right. So, uh, and do you get your bearings? Uh, so it'll it'll be interesting to see that. So those are the six picks okay. on the women's side. Let's go to the men's side, where again you have four picks for who gets into the four world championships. Okay. Well, we have to go with the young guns from the U.S. with yeah. Corey Dropkin. Just won the tier two. Yeah. Um, I think Japan. Always, uh, always with, a good contender. Yeah. Korea. Okay. And I need one more. Is that correct? That is correct. Yikes. Um, well, I'm... Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. Go for it. New Zealand. New Zealand. All right. Austin, or Anton Hood. Anton uh, Hood. Gets his spot. Yeah. All right. Who do you think gets relegated out of the A side for next season? So I'm... Not sure about the Chi- oh, Brazil, Chinese, Taipei. Yeah, I, I agree that I think yeah, that's where those the, are the two, yeah. right? Let's make it Brazil across the board okay. there for relegation. All right, uh, that sounds good. Uh, so for me, I'm going to agree with the USA and Japan and Korea getting through, but I am going to go with the experience of the Australian side. Uh, with uh, Jay Merchant, Dean Hewitt, uh, to get that fourth spot. And I think I'm going to agree with you on Brazil. I am nervous because these guys, some of them have played on the arena ice before. Mm -hmm. So maybe that gives them a bit of an advantage over Chinese Taipei potentially. Um, But we will have to to see. So again, I think maybe the winner of that game is the one that doesn't get relegated. Like the the Brazil-Chinese Taipei game potentially. Uh, So that'll be an interesting one to keep our eyes on. It won't be on TV, so we can't watch it. No, but it will be interesting right. uh, Interesting to see. Exactly. So those are our picks on the A side. The B side's a little easier in that there's fewer picks. I think it's actually harder to pick, but mm. only one team goes up, men's and women's side. Right. All right, so this time let's start on the men's side and who gets promoted up to the B. It's a big field, and you only get one pick. It is a big field. Well, I think we have to go with our friend, Jason from Hong Kong. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Hong Kong as well. They have a lot of experience uh, from the packs. Jason, uh, as well as Ling, actually just competed in the mixed world championship that was won by Jean Michel Menard. Right. Again, local to us. Yay, uh, Canada. In, in Ottawa. Uh, so, you know, they, they're just coming off of that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, Hong Kong here as well. And then. On the women's side, four teams competing. One will get promoted. Who is it? Well, with the roll of the die, it is Mexico. All right. So you're going with Mexico. I'm going to go with Chinese Taipei, and uh, that will be the pick there. So, Mom, thanks. You're welcome. So if you're in Canada, all these games, or at least the Canada games, are going to be on TSN as well as the playoffs. So traditionally... That means if you're in the U.S., you can watch them on ESPN3. So hopefully you can. And I would imagine that the games will be broadcast in Japan as well, at least the Japanese games. Uh, Maybe the games that are not on TV will be on recast as well if you're out there uh, in 
not Canada, the United States, or Japan, uh, but hopefully that uh, you can catch them. Should note that uh, China is not participating because they have withdrawn all of their teams from international competition for the season. Still not entirely sure why. We'll have to see what the ramifications are long term. First year of the quad whatever <laughs> we'll see if they come back so again it kicks off monday halloween hopefully it's not a scary event uh there in calgary uh, if you're going enjoy it if you're watching hopefully it's good curling so with that that'll do it for us this week thanks so much everybody for listening if you have not yet please do subscribe wherever you get your shows do the comments likes ratings all that good stuff to help other people find the show keeps us growing of course, you can always head on over to GameStonesPod.com, find all of our past episodes, plus a link to the merch. I'm currently wearing my appropriately sized hoodie. Mom, is this better than my oversized hoodie? Well, I'm not sure. Is it just as warm as your oversized hoodie? It's slightly less cozy, but it's more practical. It's more practical. It's something that you, yes, you can wear out, out and about. Right. And I've been wearing it curling, too. So it's good for third. It's not great for front end. A little too warm little for front warm. end, uh, yeah. but good for third. So I don't, and I don't know if it'd be great for skipping. Maybe something a little warmer for skipping. Or wear your, your icebreaker underneath. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. See how it works. I don't skip. I don't want to skip. It's a mood point for me. So, uh, but you can check out the merch. All proceeds from the t-shirts to Food Banks Canada, proceeds from everything else, to Sandra Schmirler Foundation. We, of course, match those at Game of Stones Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Game of Stones Podcast on Facebook. And you can reach out, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So enjoy the curling. Are you excited, Mom? I'm very excited. There's lots of curling happening now. Everything is happening. So enjoy it, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. But until then, get those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.